Blog Talk Radio. I don't know much but the face that beast make them taste that peace. I'ma take back streets. I'ma meet bad beasts on some Maybach seats. I'ma day pass east so I might go west. I feast in the night when the light go rest. Knives on my feet go Christ on my neck. I hope life leads me to a nice old death. Rose on my lip, cold ice on my breath. And I'm dressed like a groom but I never got mad. Nah, walked out the tomb like I never got bad. Call me Wallace Dean, awaken out of dreams. I got death on my breath. Call me Holocene. I got Greek in my speech when I speak to the God. Rims on the bends on the beach with your broad. If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I sit 16. Listen in like Epiphany. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Rosie Gold, I got holy friends. Holy hove, I'm in holy hands. Only sold my soul to do that holy dance. Holy hove, I'm in holy lands, I'm in holy Greece. Holy Rome, I'm in ancient Egypt in that holy home. Sipping that in the sea, that pure white. I live a gender VC, pure life. So if you go for my ones, I'ma go for the guns. I know where to go when I go on the run for that Rolls Royce. I believe I got no choice. I make your body bleed. We practice Murta and Verta. Don't talk, oh Murta. You know the violence got a code of silence. I pose in vogue with my golden phallus. Listen easy like epiphanies. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent, my pen always in the paint like my name LeBron. If the dough get low, I paint a pick 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16. Listen easy like epiphanies. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent, my pen always in the paint like my name LeBron. If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16. Hey yo, Kufo. Boom out, God. B-O-M-E. C-I-C. For my five percenters out here who know what I'm talking about. Rest of y'all wake up. More than rap music. Logically, 
pardon me, my enemies make me malicious Revenge, I'ma learn ya, then I'ma burn ya Delicious, vicious, make you stop up the whole slaughter My wet flow wake your ass up like cold water I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers Devil's out for me, cause my beats out for me like Drake 3000. See, we coming from Virginia, and we gon' continue to keep that hot shit up on the menu. What you prefer, pure cane or splendor? I know you want the real, so just wait and sit in its splendor. Regardless how you feel, or regardless of who you kin to, you could be kin to Kunta, you sin in my pen and shoot you. You could be kin to Martin, just watch what you niggas start. Yo, do the knowledge, or you gon' die. Little sisters, I said, do the knowledge, or you gon' die. Little brothers, I said, do the knowledge, or you gon' die. Little niggas, I said, do the Knowledge or you gon' die, motherfuckers. The streets love us, no one above us. Ashes to ashes, my nigga, dust is the dust. You know we like to pass it, nigga, bust up the dungeons and start the rushing and lumping and dumping off on these dust. I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little sisters, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little brothers, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little niggas, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Motherfuckers, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little sisters, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little brothers, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little niggas, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Motherfuckers, for the text and rap. A true connection to the hidden track. The holy name, bear the flame, resurrected fact. We move the right exacts, premeditated text. Begin to swirl, show the world where the light is at. It's just a given fact, it all begins in black. We let you take the wheel, but now it's time to give it back. You know it is the black alpha and omega. If you try to fight it, you gon' have to deal with mama nature. You just the children of a lesser God. We the children of the sun, number one repertoire. So we represent the temple and man. Check the mainframe, we game change, transform, rearrange things. It's not the same plane. Wise words are loose, the ears of the profane. Still we broke chains and released a few brains in the process. Coming with the right knowledge, manifest supreme logic. I said do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die. Motherfuckers. I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little sisters, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little brothers, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Little niggas, I said, do the knowledge or you gon' die. Motherfuckers. Deadly serious. Better start learning your lessons. Watch the world around you. Understand what's going on. Who you are. Where you came from. Where you get your name from. Don't be a fucking lame, son. One. Black African power. Welcome to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amara Squad, a well-organized life. The feats of disorganized truth. Peace to you, brother. Shout to him, Black African power. What's good? Hey yo, hey yo, I'm MJ, MJ, MK Ultra, snake head on my head, vulture, I make bed till I break bread, we're Oprah, I'm over, Cobra, stay ahead of culture, they make new slaves, I'ma make new niggas, and on paydays, I'ma make new figures, fuck Bill Gates, I dance with Medusa, and the dance bring me cake like a master to Musa, in this world, I'm a boss in my brand new 
speakers Your girl love my voice and my band two features King Tut puffin', dreams of a sultan Seen it so potent, my teeth born talking And tongues never spoken, scripts never written I called at the hitting, one like almond The unlettered prophet that process the ramen The flow been knowledge, I open college And I use sign language that is so symbolic Black African Power. Welcome to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show. The home of the Amaral Squad was good, was happening. A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. Uncle Keck is in the building, man. We come to do what we got to do. Because we're going to do what we got to do. We standing strong. We standing tall. And we putting in that work. Organizing that truth. Mm, we got a powerful, powerful show today. A lot of information to bring y'all. And we got some important people on the line. Some brothers and sisters that have obtained their PhDs. Now, I know a lot of y'all out there swear y'all intelligent. I know a lot of y'all swear y'all know this and y'all know that. And so there's a growing climate in the so-called conscious community that makes the claim that the Amaral Squad truly understands to be false, that those that have obtained their doctorate degrees aren't really that intelligent, that those that have obtained their doctorate degrees really don't know nothing. And that the degrees that they have and hold nothing more than the white man's degrees. Now, boy, where are we going? Where have we been? And where in the world do we think we're going to with that type of foolery? Hmm. Well, y'all already know, man, the Amaral Squad supports African-American black people to take the education to the highest levels. We always stand strong on that. And that won't change, no matter what y'all say. So let me get the great Dr. Oya Maya on the line. I'm a raw squad up. What's good? What's happening? I'm in raw squad up, brother. How are you? Hey, you know, we just holding it down. Got the hatches batting down, and you know how we do it. I can dig it. I can dig it. I just want to say peace, love, and light to all of the listeners, uh, everyone that's listening to the show. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal show um, tonight. And, Brother Ong, I'm so excited and, and pumped up because the guests that are coming on the show are not only just guests, but these are people that are nearest and dearest to my heart. Um, as many of you may or may not know, I matriculated through Morgan State University uh, from 1990, in 1999, I started my journey there in 1999. And while I was in Morgan State University, I had a mentor by the name of Dr. Michelle Reese. She was the first female to receive 
a doctor of engineering from Morgan State University. And I remember when I was undergraduate at graduation, this was in 2003, she was sitting in front of me because she had just obtained her, her doctorate. And I tapped her on her shoulder and I said, one day I'm going to be like you and I'm going to obtain my Ph.D. And in 2013, I graduated from Morgan State University with a doctor of engineering. But she is my mentor and she's coming on the show tonight. We also have, and actually she's still a professor over at Morgan State uh, University to this day. And tonight we also have a Dr. Dante Ryan. He's coming on tonight. Uh, this brother, I walked across the stage with him. And a matter of fact, I think he was either behind me or in front of me. So we graduated on the same day. He now works full-time in engineering and has started a tutoring program in Baltimore City for, for preschool to preschool through the fifth grade the fifth grade students tutoring them in math, he and his wife. So he'll be on the show tonight. We also have a Dr. Antoinette Beasley, who graduated from Morgan State University with a Ph.D. in electrical engineering. So tonight, Brother Ark, I'm, 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 I'm just like flabbergasted, flabbergasted. I'm pumped up because these people that are coming on this show, these are some serious scholars. These are people that who have obtained their Ph.D., and they have the right to call themselves doctors. Now, in this conscious community, before I get started, Brother Ark, I want you to open up their lines and bring them on so they can talk to the crowd and explain who they are. But um, do you see a five four four three five zero two number in the queue? Yep, I see everybody. Let me get the squad on here. I see everybody. Hold on a second. Got them. Brother, it's yeah, now that... I'm a raw squad up. What's good? What's happening? Ish. Uh, that's Go ahead, Doctor. I'm doing? talking about. I want to get the PhD folks in, brother, because they got to get up. They got jobs. I don't want to hold them, so I want to get them in, talk to them a little bit, so they can go ahead, you know, because they're they're online uh, now. It's a four four three five zero two number. Okay, four four three. What is it? Four four three. What? Five zero three. Should be five zero two or five zero three, something like that. All right, four four three. Well, I see a four four three two eight six. Yeah, put that on. Put that one in. Open up that line. Also, open up a four one zero two four five. All right, hold on. Uh, four four three two eight six. Your line is open. I'm a Ross squad up. Thank you. This is Antoinette. Nah, this is not Antoinette. Antoinette, come on now. We on the show tonight. You gotta give me your title. It's not just Antoinette. Doctor Antoinette Beasley. Doctor Antoinette uh-huh. Beasley is in the building. And how you doing, Doctor? Welcome to the show. I'm great. How are you? One of our esteemed guests. We doing doing pretty good. Okay, what's the other line, sis? Open up four one zero two four five. Okay, we got four one zero two four five. I'm a raw squad up. Hi, good evening everyone. This is Doctor Michelle Reese. It's a pleasure to be with you all this evening. Mm, how you doing, Doctor? It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. All right. What's the other number? Um, is that it? The other number should have been. Hold on. There's one more number. Hold on one second. I think they're texting me. Um, five zero two. Is it five zero two? Yeah, it's four four three five zero two. Yeah, they ain't know how to hit that one on that keypad. All right, hold on. Let me get that. Hey Dante, you got to hit the one. Dante, you got to hit got the one. You. Hit the one. I got you. Got you. Uh, four four three five zero two. I'm a raw squad up. Hey, how you doing? Good evening. This is uh, Dr. Dante Ryan. Uh, thanks for having me on the call this evening. Okay, how you doing? Uh, great, Doctor. Welcome uh, to our. Oh, thank you, sir. All right, we absolutely appreciate you coming too. 
Very, very important for the community here, y'all. Go ahead, doctor. Oh, yeah. Now, before we before we get started, and see, they know me as Dr. Deanna Bailey, not Dr. Oyamayat. They know me as D, as Dr. Bailey, but, you know, my African name is Dr. Oyamayat. But um, I just want to thank you, Dr. Reese and, and Dr. Antoinette Beasley and Dr. Don Chapin for coming on the show um, because this is what's going on in this community. Um, there are a lot of people, there are prominent figures in this community that are telling children and telling our young people not to pursue degrees. They're telling our young people that degrees are the invention of the white man. They're telling our <laughs> kids not to read books. And then these same people, the ironic thing is, they're telling people not to utilize, not to get degrees, not to read books, but then they turn around and they call themselves doctor. <laughs> they use the title doctor. And um, so, you know, I've been, uh, doctor, uh, doctor, not doctor, but um, brother uncle tell you for months, I've been, you know, on the platform trying to explain to these people that you just can't call yourself a doctor, that, you know, it's not valid just to walk around and call yourself a doctor. You have to go through the process. Who validated you? And, and, I, and I formulated a quote that says, in order to be certified, you must be verified by someone who is qualified. And if you haven't undergone that process, you cannot call yourself a doctor. Yes. You calling yourself a doctor is not valid, okay? So I'm pumped up tonight, brother, um, because I feel like I got a squad behind me right now. I already got I got the Armour Raw squad, but now I got some real Ph.D. folks in here that's going to explain to you what does it mean to be educated. Is education a European invention? What What is the signification, the, 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 the meaning of degrees? Saying I have a bachelor's, I have a master's, I have a a PhD. What does all of this mean? And we're going to discuss that tonight. And what is the PhD process? What is research? What is scholarship? What does it mean to write a scholarly article? What is that? What is a publication? So we're going to talk about that tonight. I would like to open up and begin the conversation with discussing what does it mean to be educated? Dr. Reese, you and I kind of touched on that on Friday, and I mean, you put it beautifully, but what does it mean to say I'm educated? I want to start there. Oh, no, no, no. Before we start there, can everyone kind of introduce themselves, qualifications, and a little background, and then we'll get into it. I'm sorry. Hello. Good evening, everyone, again. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. Reese. I'm actually a professor at Morgan State University in the School of Engineering. I've been a tenured professor uh, teaching in their program for about 10 years, and I'm actually a product of the public school system here in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm proud to be a Western graduate from uh, high school, and I'm also proud to have received my undergraduate degree from Morgan State and also my doctoral degree from Morgan State as well. Uh, Throughout my um, educational tenure at uh, Morgan, um, I just realized that when we talk about being educated, it really means to um, be in the capacity to to learn, to think, um, to obtain knowledge and to be able to use that knowledge um, in an environment where it's required. Um, And so when you think about education, education has evolved over the years um, in terms of how people um, share their knowledge, how they recorded their knowledge. Um, And so... When we look at education today, um, education today, you know, like um, Dr. Bailey has said, it is a process. 
Um, and it's a process by which um, folks around the world recognize that, hey, you have learned or you've obtained this particular knowledge um, based upon what you have been through, the experience that you've been through. So um, those are just my, my starting comments at this time. Dante or Antoinette? Dr. Beasley. Yes. Yes. Go, go ahead and give them, give them an intro, introduction. Introduce introduce yourself to the crowd. Let them know where you're from, a little background about yourself, what you're doing now, and what, is, what does it mean to you to be educated? Okay. Um, Dr. Antoinette Beasley, I also got my doctorate degree from Morgan State University, as well as my bachelor's and my master's. Um, I knew I wanted to get a bachelor's degree, didn't know about the master's or doctor, but I had an advisor who who put me on the path to get my education. She let me know how important it was to, to keep going, and it was one of the greatest decisions I've made. Uh, being at Morgan State University, I tell everybody, you know, all the, all the classes I've taken, all these thermodynamic circuits, all this calculus, I tell everybody the number one thing I learned at Morgan State University was how to think instead mm. of what to think. Mm. So in any out of any class or anything I've ever done, that was the number one thing that I've learned and I've applied to every area of my life, not just academics, but every area of my life. I've learned how. So I had a Morgan who actually came to class, taught the class, you know, gave us a quiz and said we all failed because he gave us all the wrong information. Antoine, you're breaking up a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's my phone. phone is breaking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phone kind of breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we need you, doctor. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, the professor taught us all the wrong information and gave us a quiz the next day. We all failed, and he told us the lesson was we don't trust anyone's information. You know things for yourself. So you hmm. go you're taught something, then you go look it up for yourself and make sure it makes sense to you. And that was a lesson I learned sophomore year, and ever since then, it's been my gift and my curse. Whoa, that's deep. That, uh, Dr., Dr., oh, yeah, that's that's kind of deep right there. That was real deep. We, that was real deep. we had people saying that, well, whenever you go to college, it's the white man's degrees, and they will surely tell you everything you would need to know, and you're certainly not allowed to think for yourself. So that's proof positive right there that you do mm-hmm. think yourself in obtaining certain degrees. Very interesting. Y'all can continue. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, Antoinette, so what does it mean to be, well, Doctor, I'm sorry, Dr. Antoinette Beasley, what does it mean to be educated, sister? So, what does it mean to be educated to you? To be educated. And largely, that is what it means to me. It's like a lot, like uh, Dr. Reese said. It is about learning and being able to apply the knowledge that you've gained. And for me, a big part of that is, you know, knowing how to think, knowing how to problem solve, knowing how to process information and make logical, sound decisions based on that information. Hmm. Excellent. Dr. Dante Ryan. Uh, good evening again, everyone. This is uh, Dr. Dante Ryan, uh, born and raised uh, as a product of Baltimore City, um, received my bachelor's degree as well as my doctorate degree in engineering from Morgan State University. Uh, currently, I serve as an uh, independent consultant uh, for the government, for engineering consultant for the government, as well as I own and operate my own um, tutoring company, which is called the 
the Ryan Institute. Um, shameless plugs is www.learnwithryan.com. Um, <clears throat> to me, quite frankly, and you're going to you're going to consider that you have three engineering doctorates on there. You're going to hear a common theme among four. what it means to be educated. Four, and so four, four. Oh, four. four. I'm sorry, four. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. You got four engineering doctorates <laughs> on, on the call here. And so what you're what you're going to see is that you're going to hear a common theme, which is um, to be educated first means to be able to think for yourself. Um, be able to acquire and seek the knowledge and, and obtain the knowledge, but more importantly, using the knowledge to serve problems. And as engineers, that's what we that's what that's what you kind of learn to do. Is that hey, this is a problem. Um, identify the information that you need to be able to solve that problem, and then apply that information that you learn. Uh, so, quite frankly, for me, when you speak about being educated, it just simply means that you have the ability to go out there and seek knowledge. Not only to seek it, but you also understand it. And see, that's where um, additional um, you know, whether a mentor, uh, professor, however you want to call it, comes into play. And coincidentally, I also have my mentor and, and, and my advisor on, my, on the call as well, which is Dr. Reese. So when I was going through the process, you know, she guided me along the way. Now, I did all, she'll tell you that, you know, I did a lot of the information or I acquired the information myself. And when I, uh, when things, as I was learning the information and when there were times I didn't quite understand the information, she was there to help me. Uh, break down the information further so that I'd be able to understand it. So when you talk about learning or you talk about being educated, being able to think for yourself, being able to go out there and seek and acquire the knowledge, furthermore, being able to fully understand the knowledge and then therefore being able to apply it. And that's what, to me, being educated means. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I concur Mm -hmm. with everything that all of you said on the line because I feel like if I utter my opinion, then I would just be repeating everything that you all said. Mm At the end of the day, to be educated is to make decisions, inform decisions based on knowledge that you've acquired. That is what it means to be educated. And to be educated and, and, and to acquire knowledge and to make informed decisions based on that knowledge is not a European philosophy. It is not a European invention at all. It is just the invention of a thinking person. That's what a thinking person does. A thinking person acquires knowledge, right, investigates knowledge, seeks knowledge. That's what thinking people do. And that's when that, what you said was very profound. When you said that uh, college taught you how to think instead of what to think. How to think versus what to think. And so I just, you know, so we cleared up that misconception that being educated is a European invention. So that's our brother. Um, they no longer can say that. That's not, because I mean, that's actually a slap in ancestors, our ancestors' face to say that being educated is the invention of Europeans. So what were we doing? You know, what were we doing thousands of years ago? You know, when we established universities over in Kemet and Timbuktu, Janae and Gaia, what were we doing then? If education or degrees are a European invention, then what do you call those entities? So anyway, I'd like to move on and talk about the meaning of degrees. So when you say I have a bachelor's, I have a master's, I have a Ph.D., what are we really saying when you have these degrees? I would like, you know, um, I would say maybe, Antoinette, if you explain uh, what it means to have a bachelor's degree, and uh, Dr. Dante, if you say, well, you know, explain what it means to have a master's, and Dr. Reese, if you can say what it means to have a Ph.D., what is what is the signification? Like, what, is the, what does it signify, these degrees? So when you say I have a bachelor's, 
What are you saying? I say I have a master's. What are you saying? I have a PhD. What What are you saying to the people when you say that you have these different degrees? And I want to start with you, Antoinette, on a bachelor's degree. What does a bachelor's degree signify? Okay, for me, a bachelor's degree, I have one in electrical and computer engineering. So it's letting anybody know that I have the fundamentals of electrical engineering under my belt, that I understand these fundamentals, I can apply them. And after I have my bachelor's degree, I am an engineer. I'm ready for entry-level work. So it's uh, it's about a level of understanding and a level of capability that you're expected to have if you hold a bachelor's degree. Excellent. So basically, Antoinette, you're saying, well, Doc, I'm, I'm sorry, Anne. I, I, you know, I'm being informal, but Dr. Beasley, so what you're saying is when you have a bachelor's degree, it, it basically proves that you can be trained, right? You know, that you you basically obtained, you know, a level of fundamental or foundational knowledge to succeed in a certain area or a certain field, right? Yes. Okay. But I can learn. Quiet when you got your bachelor's. What did you have to do to obtain it? When you walked into the university, what, what did you have to do to get your bachelor's? Did you have to take some, you know, regimented, some, uh, regimented courses? What did you have to take to get your bachelor's? What did it take to get your bachelor's? I actually say getting my bachelor's was probably one of, it was probably close to the hardest. My doctorate was hard, but my bachelor was very hard. Um, there's a lot of general courses, general education courses that you have to take mm-hmm. on the main campus. And then there was that engineering curriculum, but it was a broad engineering curriculum. I wasn't really right. specialized in one area. I had the option to take a few electives, but with that bachelor's, you have to learn, you know, you have to learn a little bit of everything about engineering. So I have to take these different classes, circuits. I haven't touched the circuit since I was at Morgan State University, but to have a bachelor's <laughs> degree in electrical engineering, I need to learn circuits. I need to learn electromagnetics, something else that you know, I'm not working in that field, but that's something I had to learn. I had to learn a lot of different uh, disciplines within electrical engineering. So that's what that bachelor's degree is. is that's covering all those different disciplines and giving you the option to take a couple of electives here and there to kind of figure out where you want to go. And that, that's what it was for me. I took signal processing, and that's when I decided, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a little more this way than the circuits. But that's what that bachelor's was for me. Excellent. Dr. Ryan, can you explain the master's process? Did you did you get your master's, Dr. Ryan, or did you go straight for the doctorate? Yeah, I went straight to the I went straight to the doctorate. Um, but you know, I still have an understanding of what the master's uh, process is. I mean, really, you know, your master's is basically your second degree that you that you can acquire after your bachelor's. But it begins to show that you can um, think independently. Um, and the reason being is that so now um, with a lot of master's programs. Now you can pretty much get, just get a master's by taking a certain amount of courses or a certain amount of credit levels. But prior to, um, you know, a master's was always terminated by some type of, um, you know, some type of thesis or some type of, um, you know, demonstration of some type of uh, project or so forth. And so, you know, in, 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 the, in the process of attaining that master's degree, you had a level of um, independent study that you would accomplish as well. So, um you talk about finding a master's or obtaining a master's, just saying that, hey, not only do I have a basic understanding of being or, or being able to show that I'm I'm able to be trained or uh, in a field of study, but now I can take it a little bit, I can take it a step further uh, and become a little bit more focused in my area of study. Um, and so it's, it's literally just a step after the master's um, and you begin to show your, your understanding of your area of study um, and you begin to demonstrate some level of um, 
proficiency at that area of study. So it's no longer just an entry level. Now you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm proficient at it. Um, you know, I have a full understanding of it, and I can now, you know, uh, perform at a level of um, of one that has um, some experience in the area of study. So um, when you talk about speaking of a master's or obtaining a master's degree, that's essentially mm-hmm. what it is. Um, and like I said, now you have basically two tracks. You have tracks where you can do just the coursework. Um, and typically it's another, you know, maybe like another 10 to 12 courses that you're going to be taking afterwards. Then you also still have that track in place where some schools, they'll say, hey, in addition to taking these courses, you'll have to, um, in order to receive your master's degree, you have to complete some type of final project um, which shows your, your level of proficiency, um, you know, in that, in, that, in that field of study. So uh, that's essentially what a master's degree is. Thank you so much, Dr. Ryan. Dr. Reese, can you explain what it means to have a Ph.D.? What does a Ph.D. signify? Well, a Ph.D., uh, it signifies definitely um, intellectual growth and maturity. Um, this is this is where you're now at a level where uh, you you're not only focused, but you can be even more focused um, in a particular area of study. Uh, you have the capability of creating new knowledge. Um, this is where you begin to expand and share your knowledge through mentorship of others or even training others. Um, it's validation. You, you experience validation among peers in your field. Uh, through published work, um, you can also have experience, ex- extreme experience. Um, when you think of doctors, they have been doing um, their area. They've been working in their area for a significant period of time. So there's that longevity there. There's experience there. There's a level of expertise um, in your field as well. And um, Going for your doctorate, there's a level of independent motivational study where you have this um, thirst for discovery and knowledge. Um, to, to I'm going to piggyback off of what Dr. Ryan said about um, solving problems. And so you 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 are solving some type of specific problem, or you're providing some level of insight or knowledge that wasn't um, currently there before. So that's. That's what getting a doctorate is. It's it's really creating something new. Um, it's really <laughs> being validated among your peers. It's about <laughs> having some some time, you know, mastery, um, level of expertise in your area as well. So hold up, Dr. Reese. I just want you to, I don't know if you could repeat that last part, but it was powerful. You said it's, it's having a doctorate is introducing something new and yes. being validated among your peers. So right. having a PhD, right? Having a PhD signifies that you have made a novel contribution to a body of work. A novel contribution. So you came up with something new and this 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 contribution or whatever you came up with, your invention whatever you came up with was scrutinized by experts in your field. And so what you said was very, very, very profound, um, Dr. Reese, because now we can get into this. Well, before we get into that, so a bachelor's proves that you can be trained. A master's indicates some expertise in your field, and a Ph.D. to me indicates your ability to become an expert in any field. And let me tell you why I feel like that a Ph.D. indicates your ability 
to become an expert in any field, not just a specific field, but in any field, because you are required to perform. In order to get this PhD, you are required to perform independent research, problem definition, and problem solving, and you can apply those skills to any field you choose. I'm going to say that again. In order to get a PhD, you are required to perform independent research, problem definition, and problem solving. Those skill sets you can apply to any field. So when someone tells me that they have a PhD, I feel like that's a clear indication that they have the ability to become an expert in any field. Because some people question me. They say, well, Dr. Oyamayat, your background is engineering. So what what qualifies you to teach African-American history? What qualifies you? I'll tell you what qualifies me. I'm an independent researcher, and I've proven that. I can problem solve, and I've demonstrated that by publishing a dissertation. Now, I wanted to get into that um, a little bit, Dr. Reese, when you said that having a Ph.D., you made a novel contribution, and that novel contribution was scrutinized by people in that area. Now, before we, okay, there's two things I want to talk about. One, can anybody call themselves a doctor? I want to ask you that, Dr. Reese. I think you and I spoke about that earlier. I was telling you how people are going around. Yes, and and I just want you to explain to the people what you explained to me. You You said Dr. Bailey, well, Dean, that's what you call me. You said anybody yes. can call themselves whatever they want to call themselves, but go ahead, Doc. I want you to go ahead and elaborate on that. That is true. Anyone can call themselves a doctor. But um, as someone would say, as the saying goes, the proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's almost like saying, yes, I'm a, a doc, you know, I'm a doctor, of, I'm a cardiologist. But if no one has, if I've never, you know, did an operation uh, on someone's heart successfully and they lived, <laughs> or if I've never, you know, did any research in that area or published it and no one has seen me, you know, perform any type of operation, it's going to be hard for me to say that I'm a do- I'm a cardiologist. So anyone can say that they're a doctor. But you really have to show, verify that you are a doctor. And, you know, our society has come up with methods and processes by which to verify that this person is qualified in their area of expertise. Um, And we also give out honorary doctorates as well. But, again, those are folks that are being honored as doctors because someone else has noted their work over extents of years or their contribution to a particular field of study or a particular area. So, um, yes, anyone can call themselves a doctor, but it's really, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Right, because, Dr. Reese, I, you know, when I, when I got into this community and I was talking to Brother Uncle Cat, and he can attest to what I'm getting ready to say, you know, he was telling me, yeah, you know, so-and-so, doctor so-and-so. And I was kind of like, oh, they got a, you know, they have a doctorate. Can I, can I look them up? Can I Google them? Because um, what is the database, Dr. Reese, that all of our uh, dissertations go into? I forgot the name of the database. Um, oh, Antoinette, do you remember that name of the database that all of the dissertations, if you want to look up someone's dissertation, you can go to this particular database and uh, pull from it. Does anyone remember the database? Um, let me see. 
Yes, I'm talking about ProQuest. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, well, can I look these people up? And then, you know, they said, well, they, they're doctors, but they're not real doctors. And I just couldn't understand that, Dr. Reese. They're doctors, but not real doctors, you know. <laughs> but they, call, they feel comfortable calling themselves doctors. And then you got young people that are looking up to these people that are calling themselves doctors. And they're not doctors. They're pseudo, well, they're, they're pseudo doctors. That's what they are. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but you have young people really looking up to these individuals and calling them doctors. And I took that to heart because me and, and like people like you guys on the line, we earned our doctorates. We aren't that. And, and, and it's a process. And so I kind of felt like, how did you call yourself a doctor and you haven't gone through the process? It's like, to me, it was like a rites of passage. You know, I remember when I was walking <laughs> on May the 18th, 2013, and I was walking down the field, and I had my big choir robe on. Doctor Don said, "You can you can attest to this. Had the choir oh, yeah. robe on. Yep. You stand in front. Look, you stand in front of all your peers, and then your advisor comes to you. And what does she do? She hoods you. She hoods yep. you. She hoods you. Then you had the dean. He's standing right there, and they put the hood on you. You know, it was kind of like crowning you as a doctor. You know, and and mm-hmm. and and, and, that, and I treasure that memory, and, and I hold on to it. So when people call themselves doctors, it was kind of like an insult to me. You know, like how did? But um." I want to go into research. Yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Bailey, um, I just wanted to comment here. I think what's, um, you know, my my biggest concern about, you know, folks going around calling themselves doctors and without the, you know, substantiated, you know, proof um, pretty much um, is the fact that we have our youth believing this information and it's mm-hmm. kind of a a testament to the fact that there's something wrong here if our youth don't understand the difference. Mm. Mm. And so the onus comes back to us to begin to educate our youth to say, Hey, this is this this is what this is what the standard is, so to speak. Or this is this is how you you know that a person has reached this particular uh, milestone. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, completely, mm-hmm. completely, completely, Doc, completely. And um, you are 100 percent right. We do need to talk to the youth and have them understand, like you said, the standard. What is the standard? You know, and um, a lot of people are ignorant of the standard. Hence. The reason why we're having the show tonight, I'm hoping that it uh, reaches. I know that um, the Amaral Squad has a, a huge reach in the community, and um, I'm going to share it. But our youth, like you said, they need to know and understand the standard. They need to know and understand the standard. Now, also in this community, you have, and I'm not going to say their names. I could say their names, but I'm not going to do it. But you have people that say, uh, I published 10 books. <laughs> I wrote 20 books. I wrote 30 books. And you know what I asked? You know what I said to them, Dr. Ryan and Dr. Beasley and Dr. Reese? I said, uh, who scrutinized it? Is this a peer-reviewed book or are you right. just publishing anything? You know, mm-hmm. and they're publishing these books and they're calling it scholarship. And I said, this isn't scholarship. So I want to talk about um, publishing, what it means to be published. 
you know, when you publish papers, what is the process? Let's talk to them about conference proceedings and journals. So what does it mean to actually say you published something? Because right now you have a lot of young people that are being impressed, impressed by people in this community who say, I wrote 10 books. I wrote 20 mm-hmm. books. I wrote 50 books. But see, when they told that, when they said that to me, I was not impressed. I only wrote mm-hmm. one book. And that was my dissertation. It was 125 pages, and I published three times, <laughs> right? So I said, well, I'm, you know, I wrote 20 books. I'm like, wow, who reviewed it? Who scrutinized it? Nobody. I just wrote the book. Oh, mm-hmm. well, what novel contribution did you make to that body of knowledge? Oh, no, I just wrote a book. So I said, well, what you're doing is just regurgitating information. At the end of the day, that's all you're doing mm-hmm. is regurgitating information. Reading a bunch of books mm-hmm. and writing another book with a bunch of with a summary of information from the ten other books that you didn't read. That's all you're doing. So I just want to mm-hmm. explain to the people what does it mean to publish. When did you actually publish your work? I know around uh, your master's degree you can start publishing your work, and uh, definitely with your PhD you're publishing. But I just want um, somebody. I don't know if you want to do it, uh, Doctor Beasley or Doctor Ron or Doctor Squeeze. But I would like you know all of us to just. Briefly talk about what does it mean to publish? Like, when do you publish? At what level do you begin to publish your work? Do you just publish it? I mean, when do you start publishing your work? After you publish your work, what happens? Like, when you submit your paper, what happens? You know, mm-hmm. um, explain what happens when you attend conferences, conference presentations. You know, just explain to the people what it means to publish and why do we publish? How do we publish? Why do we publish? And what do we publish? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, start. I'll, I'll go. But actually, go ahead, Dr. Beasley. No, I'll start. Um, when I was in, actually, when I was in undergrad, that was the first time. It wasn't my paper. I wasn't first author, uh, but I was supporting a graduate student uh, with her work. And we did a lot of work uh, toward her doctorate degree, and it got to a point where our advisor said, okay, at this point, you've done something that's well beyond what's already been out there. You have a substantial body of work here. We're going to submit to a conference. And Mm -hmm. we're on pins and needles because when you submit to a conference, people are going to review this. People who are subject matter experts in that field are going to review this paper, and they're going to determine whether what you've done, you know, adds enough new knowledge (laughs) to be presented at this conference. It's going to look at whether – what you've done is different enough from what anyone else has done. They're going to look at the application of it, how you hmm. used it, and what the worth of it is. And then they're going to accept it or they're going to reject it. And once it's accepted, they tell you, okay, give me a final draft. And you write it and you get it accepted and then you present it and it's published in the proceedings. But it's definitely a process. Hmm. And you definitely can't just write a paper. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Ryan, would you like to add to that? Yeah, the only thing I would like to add to it, because I think Dr. Beasley definitely did a good job of explaining that. Um, she sure, she sure and, did. And so I think, you know, when you talk about um, a scholarly um, paper versus, you know, just publishing a book, I mean, to be honest, you can you could, you could self-publish a book. I mean, it's not hard. There's plenty of resources out there that would allow you to become a, you know, to basically uh, self-publish a book um, where, you know, there's no, there's no additional scrutiny behind it. There's no... Um, you know, there's no validation of the correctness or the accuracy of the information that's in there. So um, I think that's, that's very important to kind of add to that, where when you 
um, when you talk about scholarly papers, you are being scrutinized and you are being critiqued by those that are in the field that are subject matter experts in that field, and they are going to kind of take your, you know, take your paper through the ringer um, to really, uh, to really uh, make sure that it is a credible, uh, that the information is, is credible. Um, and so I think that's the part that um, that Dr. Beasley also touched, uh, touched on as well. Um, but it has to be, I think, you know, people need to understand that, you know, you can self-publish a book. There's plenty of people out there who, who's not, they're not being published by these big publish, publishing houses or anything like that. They're self-publishing their book um, because of, you know, the resources that are available now to, to be a self-publisher. So it's not difficult. Um, but when you talk about scholarly, that's when it becomes, um, now my work has been, you know, kind of vetted to make sure that it's accurate and that it's, um, you know, and that it's new information that's being put out there. And I'm adding to that body of knowledge versus um, just providing a summary of several works that I've read before. So, Excellent. Excellent. Dr. Reese, I mean, do you Actually, think you kind of I, exhausted it? Or? Yes, I do. I think Dr. Beasley and Dr. Ryan, they they covered it. They covered it all. Yes. So no comment. Okay. Okay, no problem. So quick. basically, let me ju- let me, can I jump in real quick? Professor? Yeah, go ahead, jump in. Um, go ahead, jump in. Um, I call him Professor Arkacat. <laughs> I don't know why. See, there you go. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you, like you the truth. you the, you, you the mm-hmm. truth, man. But go ahead. But you don't give yourself let, enough let, credit. But go let's, ahead. Let's look, at this for, let's look at this for a minute, though. What what we have is is that in obtaining our history and, and trying to put, to get, put together the legacy of African people in America, what we found was there was a whole lot of Europeans with doctor degrees that just wasn't telling the truth, right? And so we, so we, we want to make sure that we stay away. It's called the appeal to authority. Like just because you have a such and such degree, right, does that mean you're always right on the subject matter? And just because I don't have that degree, right, but yet I use methodology, I should be able to get you that same truth. The problem has been that Europeans, right, and people who think like Europeans will automatically yeah. throw their degree at you, right? And forgetting that Amaral Squad has brothers and sisters has degrees, right? But a lot of times we challenge those with doctor's degrees who has put forth a false history for African people. So mm-hmm. I kind of see what some people are saying at times, right? May we never forget that we're in America, right, under racism, white supremacy, mm-hmm. and that we will mm-hmm. never use that as an excuse not to obtain degrees, but one thing we best be sure we need to do is not to forget where we came from and who we are and where we act. So we never want to get degrees. Not saying y'all do, right? And thinking that all mm-hmm. of us suddenly up, we're smarter because just because you're a doctor does not mean you're the smartest person in the room. What it does mean is, mm-hmm. is that you have a methodology mm-hmm. about yourself. You have a vigor to stay at a certain task for a long period of time, right? You have the ability to collect your thoughts, right? But that doesn't make you the smartest people in the room. For a long time, African people were not even allowed to obtain degrees. And we can, we, we can name certain people, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I think what's mm-hmm. important is the methodology that I want to get out to the people. Methodology yeah. is very, very important in getting at the truth. And so we have a lot of pseudoisms in the community because people do not use methodology. And I would say the brothers and sisters on the line out of anything, y'all do understand methodology. And I think that's important for obtaining our history. I just want to kind of throw that out there. And this well, you is know, uh, Dr. Ryan. You know, coincidentally, I'm go, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now I was going to say, this is Dr. Ryan. I, and, I, you know, I, I fully agree with what you're saying. I think um, I think you touched on some really good points there. 
And uh, I definitely would say I fully agree. And but see, that's where that's why it's so important to be able to one when we and all of us pretty much said it from the beginning that one you got to think for yourself. You know, when you see something that's just inaccurate, doesn't make sense. That's why you got to think for yourself, and you got to be able to go out there and look for that knowledge and make sure that you have a fully a full understanding of that knowledge, um, and so that you can apply it. And I, I like I said, everything that you said it was absolutely the truth. Um, I couldn't have said it actually. I couldn't have said it better based on what you said. Um, but that's why it's important that we got to be able to, you know, um, understand that, you know, we have the ability to go out there. We have the ability to seek the knowledge, the ability to acquire that knowledge, make sure that we understand it, and and then you can apply it. Um, but with that said, you know, you should also be able to uh, comfortably be able to present your information such that it can be properly vetted. You know, it's not that, it's not that, oh, you know, just because I disagree, I'm going to state it clearly because, you know, because I disagree. Well, you know, you could you could come to a conclusion that might not be accurate, but likewise, maybe mm-hmm. your facts might be thrown off as well. So I think we have to make sure that we have to understand that uh, when you talk about scholarly, it's, it's saying, hey, I'm not I'm not afraid of being vetted or, or, or critiqued on what I'm Absolutely. presenting because I know that, you know, that the, the the information that I've acquired is factual, um, and that I'm basing my conclusion based on some factual information that I acquired, and I think that's the most important part. So everything you said was absolutely dead on. All right, appreciate that. You you want to, uh, Dr. Oya, you want to let, uh, got Brother Reggie on the line. You want to let him in? Yeah, yeah, let Brother Reggie in. Let Brother Reggie in. All right, see what we have to say on the subject matter. Uh, hey, Brother Reggie, peace, what's good? Black Africans, family. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. Hotel, um, Brother Amaral. Hotel, 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 Brother Reggie. Hotel. Black Hotel. 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 Dr. Uh, Dr. Beasley, I think. I have that right, Dr. Ryan. Yeah, Dr. Yep, Dr. Beasley, Dr. Ryan, mm-hmm. and Dr. Dr. Reese. Okay, uh, greetings. Um, well, um, my story is a little different. Um, sometimes on some of the YouTube posts you will see uh, Brother Reggie, and sometimes you will see Dr. Reggie. Um, the Dr. Reggie came, is pretty much an honorary title. Um, that my my own professors, uh, Dr. Leonard Jeffries and Professor Small, they understand my particular struggle. Um, I gave up a lot to work with them. At the same time, my ex-wife, she has a, a Ph.D. in education. She tried mathematics, then she changed her subject to uh, uh, to uh, education, and she was awarded a Ph.D. Uh, I'm in her uh in her uh, proposal and I guess in her final dissertation, I am in that work. Um, in my case, as a man, I gave up my academic uh, pursuit for her pursuit. Um, and um, But all my life, I my adult life, I've been working with uh, some of the best black scholars, uh, Dr. Leonard Jeffrey, Dr. Clark, who has... Um, he doesn't have. He has a doctorate, but it's not a doctorate with a dissertation. Uh, Dr. Yosef Ben Jokanen, uh also. Uh, yes. Uh, um, I don't even know if it went as far as the ABD. Uh, for uh, um, I don't know what undergraduate uh, or graduate program Dr. Ben was, but because of his life's work, it's pretty much um, uh, no matter. What he, um, because you know, during the funeral, we had checked his, uh, uh, we had checked the institutions, right? Just because we knew that the New York Times was attacking him, 
Wow, and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, the New York Times uh, began to attack him, and they ended up calling him not even Professor um, um, Joseph Benjokan, and they knocked him all the way down to Mister. You know how they do in academia. They, I wow. mean, they, uh, they knock you all the way down. Um, so I, I do understand exactly what um, what you have all went through, and and um, and and congratulations um, to being. Um, Black people with, um, or Africans with PhDs, and that is a feat amongst itself, um, in, in in spite of uh, uh, white supremacy. But I have so many friends who went through the process; they ended up as ABDs, right? Just because right, of the yeah, politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have a, a friend of mine who has just uh, is in; he is being academically investigated. Because he calls himself professor, and he's in a PhD program, and they say you can't call yourself professor. And he says, "Well, I worked for Hunter College for ten years. I worked for um, my students call me professor. I'm rated um, professor, uh, rate your professor dot com. Um, they, in the politics of it, these students wouldn't let me teach them if they didn't think I was a professor, right? So." But now you're saying because I'm in this PhD program, I cannot be a professor. So um, I understand your. Um, I understand wait, 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 wait. That, yes, uh, brother Reggie, I didn't mean to cut your wisdom, but I just wanted to ask uh, Dr. Reese that because she is a professor over at Morgan State University, and 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 so Dr. Reese, you cannot call your prof- yourself a professor while you're in the program, or how does that work, or is that because of? Like well, while you're matriculating, mm-hmm. then, um, technically until the um, until the degree has been what's the word? Jeez, uh, conferred. Been, yes, there you go. That's the word. Until the degree has been conferred, uh, yes, technically you you can't call yourself a doctor. Well, he wasn't calling himself a doctor. He was calling himself professor because he worked in the uh, black studies department at Hunter College for 10 years as mm-hmm. pretty much an adjunct professor instructor, right? So these right. were the titles that he had. But in his new academic, uh, in his new pursuit for a PhD, mm-hmm. they went and they saw some YouTube videos. They went to his personal life and they, mm-hmm. and they said that, oh, people calling you professor and people calling you doctor and you're deceiving the public. And he says, "Well, I was a, a um, I had the title of a professor, but not a full professor at Hunter College, and people know me as that. My students know me of that, and it wasn't a problem in that institution. But now it's a problem. So now, I just want to segue into another section. So of the levels, there is certainly an honorary doctorate which you have um, talked about. There is something also." What Europeans have done was they grandfathered themselves into doctorates. You 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 know about that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, when they want to. Yes. When I've they want to form an institution, um, when they want to form an institution, and they get the, they can grandfather themselves, and they give themselves um, the institution that they're creating itself gives them the um, the title. So most Europeans. Think about it. It's like evolution, right? <laughs> like all of a sudden there was um, someone had to name someone. So that was the grandfathering process. Then there are these PhD programs that give you PhDs based on lives work. 
and there's a lot of online things that you can buy. Um, or like, for example, I think Dr. Uh, Muta Ashby, I think he has uh, one of these type of uh, uh, online, uh, not online degrees, but some, some, some of these institutions <laughs> that you can go to, they give you these things. Now, so, wow. but, but now, in the course now. Is that valid? <laughs> well, well, right. but no, but I'm, I'm, I mean, he's a, he's a good scholar. He's, he's a good scholar. I mean, he, he's a good scholar. Um, I mean, but I wanted, I do want to say this. Now, I have in my lifetime, I embarrassed Dr. Henry Louis Gates. Um, Henry, um, Henry Louis skipped the truth gates. Um, <laughs> in the, in the, in the Guggenheim, he, he got up there and he was talking about. Um, African art with um, uh, a, proof, a few doctorates. Uh, Pia, um, the, um, I forgot the Nobel Prize winner. He's a famous Nigerian. I, I forgot his name. It slipped my neck. But anyway, he was talking about African art. And I, and I got up and I said, you know, how dare you, Dr. Henry Louis Gates, um, talk about African art as if you're a doctor in African art. You're a doctor in literary um, your your doctorate is um, basically in literature, right? How can you be an expert in all fields because you're a doctor? You cannot. Um, and that was a you know there was a lot of controversy with that. But the fact that well, yeah, I actually, is, I actually let me let me interject on that, yeah. um, brother Reggie. I'm yeah. not gonna. I don't know what happened with that particular doctor. Yeah. But like my my field is engineering. Okay, that's yeah. what I got my my PhD in. That's what my dissertation is published in, engineering. My background is electrical engineering. The same skill set that I applied to, to, to obtain my Ph.D. in engineering, I can apply that to any field I choose to. Because when you say you have a Ph.D., I say you have the ability, and I'm going to say it again on air, and you can run this back. A Ph.D. to me is, is indicative that you have the ability to become an expert in any field because you have demonstrated that you are capable of independent research, problem definition, and problem solving. And you can apply those skill sets to any field. And currently right now, and I have been applying those skill sets to African-American studies. Do I need to go back to school and take classes and write another dissertation because I want to be an expert now in African-American studies? African-American studies? No, I do not. Because I've already demonstrated that I have the capability of producing and defending a now research methodology. And I can apply that research methodology to any field I choose to. So I don't know what happened with that particular gentleman, but if you would have stood up and said that to me, and I'm speaking on the topic, well, Dr. Maya, what qualifies you? This dissertation that I've published and, and, and improved that I have a sound research methodology proves that I have the capability of applying those methods and skills to any field that I choose. It could be African-American studies. It could be engineering. It could be art. It could be humanities. It could be whatever. I know that I have the capability of becoming. I'm not going to say that it makes me, it automatically makes me an expert. No, that would be foolish. I'm not automatically an expert, you know, because I have a Ph.D. I'm an expert in everything. No, 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 no. But what it says is that I have the ability to become 
And that's the key word, to become an expert in whatever field I choose. So I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. No, I respect yeah, you that. talked about that. Thank you. Jack, that was, um, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. To interject, Dr. Bailey, um, I just want to make sure that we're careful because uh, even though a person may receive a doctorate in a particular area, um, there's also the practice as well. So when you consider sure. the practice in your field, um, there's, there's, there's a process um, to, to be able to practice in that field, especially as you look at um, – Doctors. So, even though a, a person may be a, a doctor of the foot, and yes, they may understand and know everything about the heart, but yet, if mm-hmm. they're not licensed to practice on the heart, um, they're they cannot practice that that way. Even though they're known as a doctor, a medical doctor, you understand what I'm saying? So we can yeah. have mm-hmm. to be careful yeah. in, in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to. That's what I'm going to do before we get you the calls. We got a lot of hands raised. I want to play this one clip right here, so we can kind of see what we're really dealing with, how some kind of some kind of way. And I, you know what? I'm actually glad that when that when uh, the brothers and sisters, uh, the doctors first came on, and, and it was a it was an overall thing going on. Like 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 you learn how to think, think for yourself. And, and the doctor talked about how the professor gave them a test with all the wrong information. When you came back, all of it was marked wrong. And he said, think for yourself. I think that's a very, very important thing so that when African people go to school and obtain these degrees, you got to know that at the end of the day, you have to think for yourself. You mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. So let me play this clip right here so we can just see the ignorance that runs in our community. It's about a minute long. Let's do this real fast. Then we'll get you the callers and, uh, you know, y'all just go ahead and question the doctors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You went to a, you went to a university to learn black power to get black consciousness. Without the Jew, you ain't got no John Henry Clark. Without the Jew, you ain't got no Ben. Without the Jew, you ain't got no Bill. Without the Jew, you ain't got no Manolo Rashid. that right there, right? I'm not going to give the name of who the person is because I don't want to give it no shine. But it's clear right. uh, that this particular individual 
uh, is teaching that the fact that when you go to school, you're getting a Jew education. Uh, personally, I wouldn't care what you called it. It's important for black people to get the education and think for themselves. Being that that is permeating through the community. And so I just would like for y'all to kind of, you know, expound on that for a minute. And the fact that you got the doctor's degree, are you coming back with that degree to help the community? And has it changed your mind? And are you white because of it? Hmm. Well, I can tell you like this, Brother Unc, and that's why I brought Dante Swine and Dr. Reese on the line and Dr. Antoinette Beasley. When I graduated from Morgan State University, in 2003, I started my own company entitled Ed mm-hmm. Anime Productions. Ed Anime Productions may, creates educational products for children. And as many of you may, may or may not know, we have a series called Meltrek, an animated series, which is a collection of lessons that teach authentic African-American history. So when I, when I obtained my degree, I didn't say, okay, let me go get my six-figure job. And if I did want to go get my six-figure job, that's my prerogative. Hell. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I took my, my, my skill set and I, and, I, and I decided to open up my, my own company. And I brought young people on and taught them how to open up their own company, like the people that are part of the whole Beltrack project. These are kids that uh, whose ages range between, uh, at the time they were nine, it was nine to 16, and now, you know, we're two years into it, or almost three years into it, and now they're 11 and 18, 11 through 18. And so these kids know how to open up LLCs, S-Corps, uh, INCs. They know how to trademark their ideas. They know how to copyright material. They know how to write storyboards, create storyboards, uh, record voiceovers, and produce animations. So mm-hmm. that's what that's my contribution to the community, and that's what I did with my dissertation, well, with my with my degree. Now we have brother mm-hmm. or Dr. Dante Ryan on the phone. Yeah, that's it this brother, this brother created, and, and I'm gonna let him go ahead and expound on it. Mm-hmm. But he and his wife created a math tutoring program. For children, because in Baltimore, Maryland, a lot of children, they don't get math. They, they struggle with math. And so he created a program that, that addresses that. You got Dr. Reese. She's on the line. She's over at Morgan. She's creating a pipeline, a program that's a pipeline that is filtering young people from the bachelor's to the Ph.D. level. That's what she's doing. So these are people on the line right now that just say, hey, I got my doctorate. You know, I'm comfortable. I got my feet up. You know, I got my... I got my six job, and I'm, no, and I'm now detached from the community. That's not who you're on the line talking to. But I would like Brother, uh, well, Dr. Dr. Dante Ryan to talk about his tutoring program. Then I would like the Dr. Priest to talk about what she's doing over at Morgan, her pipeline program for, for, for um, bringing kids up to get the, to get their PhDs. But go ahead, go ahead, Dr. Ryan. You go ahead and explain what you're doing with you and your wife, your whole tutoring program. Oh, I appreciate it. First of all, thanks again. Um, so uh, my wife, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a product of Baltimore. Born and raised in Baltimore. I uh, went to school in Baltimore, and um, you know, I stayed in Morgan to get my bachelor's and doctor's degree. My wife, my wife is actually from California. She, when she came here, she, we met at Morgan. And um, but my wife was a school teacher in the Baltimore City Public Schools uh, for over for nearly 14 years. And so, um, and not only that, but she taught at a Title One school down in Patterson Park. Um, hmm. She taught down there, so I mean, you, you, you. And when we talk about the Patterson Park area, you know what kind of area that is. You know, kind of, um, you know what kind of area the students are living in. And so my wife, 
from the time she started teaching that we've always been very instrumental as far as establishing a mentoring program down there to just kind of help the students understand that they can achieve more than what they see. See, that's, mm. that's where that's where I think our tutoring company really um, changes the game in comparison to some of these other um, larger tutoring companies. See, to me it's all about making sure that students understand what is possible out there for them. See, a lot of times people don't achieve more because they don't know that they can achieve more. They don't mm. see it. They can't, you know, they can't feel it. They, you know, they... They, you know, they don't know that it's real. So that's what we try to do with our tutoring company. And our tutoring company not only does math, but we also do pretty much every single area of, of education that students need help in. We want to make sure that they get that assistance. And more importantly, it's very affordable. See, the thing about it is you go to some of these larger tutoring companies, you're talking about, you know, you're paying $60, 70 $80 just for one setting. That's absolutely ridiculous, you know, for a single parent they might have to pay for. Even if they, even if they do have, um, you know, multiple parents in the home, they have both parents in the home or Whatever it may be, that's still a lot of money for a lot of our kids uh, and their parents to have to fork over to get some tutoring. So we make our tutoring company very affordable. But more importantly, we, we our tutoring company is, is is focused on relationship building with our students. So it's not just a matter of tutoring them, but it's also establishing relationships with the students so they can truly understand that, um, yeah, yeah, we're here to help you in tutoring, but we want to try to help you in life. We want to help you make decisions and make you help you make the best decision that, uh, when it comes to um, just your overall life goal. Because we tutor we tutor students from kindergarten all the way up to college. So, you know, I have students in the in the gambit of ranges. Some of them are math related, some are are, are literature related or English related. But um, you know, that's what it's really about. So, you know, even though it's a tutoring company, I like to think that we also provide a, a mentoring aspect that a lot of these larger companies, tutoring companies, are not doing. Um, and we're just helping our students understand what is out there for them, helping them know that it's possible. Uh, to me, that's the big, that's the big, um, that's the really the, the best part about our tutoring program because we let students know what's possible. So if they're saying they're interested in being a chef or they're interested in being an engineer, they're interested in being a teacher, whatever it may be, we're going to make sure they know that they can achieve it and this is how we're going to go about achieving it, and that's what we do. So. Excellent. Excellent. Dr. Reese, tell them about the pipeline program going on at Morgan State University. Yeah, so at, at Morgan State, um, we have several programs at which we um, which we have to you know, motivate and to encourage students, particularly in the Baltimore City metropolitan area, to pursue a post-secondary degree, to go to college, and also to go to graduate school. So where I've become involved in the process is I come I become involved by going out to high schools, encouraging young men and women just to go to college, <laughs> encourage talks, talking to parents. Um, going to college is a good thing. Um, it's good for them to get an education, talking about the benefits of, of getting a college degree. Um, also, um, once they get to once they get to college, um, really try to help the students to maneuver through the curriculum, um, giving them not only teaching information, but also sometimes just giving some real world advice. You know, these are maturing young people, um, just giving them some knowledge. Um, part of it too is exposure. Uh, a lot of times, our students are just so underexposed. And so part of my goal is to really expose students, you know, to let them know there's no need for you to be intimidated. You can speak, you can talk, you can write, um, you can converse with highly technical people, you can converse with 
different types of people, you know, just giving them that exposure. And then also encouraging them, hey, pursue an advanced um, degree uh, or own your own company or write a Mm. book or, (laughs) you know, just to do whatever, you know, is your passion to do. So, you know, being a professor, um, being a professor in academia, um, especially when we're talking about um, our students, um, and when I say our students, you know, minority students are African-American young women and young men. You know, if you if you look at a lot of um, literature that's out there, a lot of times when they're graduating from high school, um, there, there, is a, there is a gap. There, we have to do additional remediation when they get to college. That's mm. not, it's not necessarily a bad thing for us because we know that we can take those students and we can bring them to the level where they are doctors or where they have their own company or where they are Mm. traveling the world and making impacts um, all over. I've seen it done so many times. And so so when you talk about a a pipeline, it's really being there, giving them the exposure, talking to them, relating to them, giving them real-world advice, and just really encouraging them to go through this process. This this is what has this is the, the the history of Morgan. Morgan started out as a as a uh, as a uh, a ministerial type of college, and then it, it became Morgan College. Then it became Morgan State College, and and it always has been that idea of transferring knowledge to folks who want it to anybody. That's that's the ideals of Morgan State University, and so I try to support those ideals. And, and, and Dr. Reese, I want to, uh, for all the listeners, I would like for I like to share what you and I discussed uh, earlier. So, so Brother Alcatraz, this is what we were discussing earlier. We were talking about how you see how, and I and I and I think I caught the voice of the person on the tape, but I'm not going to say the name. But I think that I did catch his voice. But um, <laughs> so while we're telling, well, not we, but while they're telling uh, young people not to go to college, telling our young black women and men, our young black children, not to go to college. Dr. Reese, tell them what is happening to the HBCU right now. So we're telling our children, don't go to college. That's the white man's thing. When you got the Asians, you got the uh, Europeans, they're diving, they're running, running to the HBCUs right now, filling up slots, they're in the classrooms, they're out there getting the information, and we're being ignorant. And I want to say something else, but I'm going to refrain, I'm going to hold my language. But we're being ignorant and simple and telling our children not to go and not to get degrees while everybody else is going to HBCUs, sucking up the knowledge, taking it, and building on it. So, uh, Dr. Reese, I just want you to share with all of the listeners what's actually happening with the HBCUs right now. You remember we were talking about how you had the Asians, the Indians, all of them coming over. Tell them what's going on. Tell them what you see sitting over at Morgan State University. Well, what's happening um, just nationwide as it relates to um, HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, is number one, um, quite a few, some of them have actually closed their doors. Mm. Um, And then you have other institutions where because they're unable to um, find folks like you and me who are able to, who are able to, um, to teach, 
um, graduate programs find um, doctors to teach in graduate programs, they're now recruiting, you know, elsewhere internationally um, in order to fill faculty positions to teach our mm-hmm. young people. And that's mm-hmm. a big problem. So when we have when we have um, students who number one are um, are being fed in for mis- misinformed about the benefits of going to college, then we'll, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is we're going to have a gap where we're not you're not going to see people like you and me teaching them in the classroom, and that's going to be more of a disservice to them. Mm-hmm. Well, can we get some callers in? Yeah, go ahead, brother. That you know that's terrible, right there. And and you can blame no one but yourself. Uh, you know we make no excuses around here. Uh, we understand how we got thrown in a cage, right? No need to go on and on about that. But one thing's for sure is we got to be the ones to get ourselves out. We are responsible for changing uh, African American communities. Agreed. All on this line are responsible. So we don't just get the degrees and think we don't have a responsibility because all living organisms on planet Earth always reach back and help the ones that are like them. Let us never forget that. Let me get to the, uh, let's see, um, uh, 267, your line is open. Mossy Clan Warrior up. What's good, brother? Spears are flying. Warrior up. King Osiris, I'm a Ross Squad, and in the main, uh, Major Archer, man, it's just it's great. It's like a breath of fresh air, man, hearing our family that actually put their work in, like Dr. Uh, Oyamat said, um, to qualify themselves to speak on certain subjects that a lot of people just mix truth and falsehoods with. It's like a constant argument all day. Sometimes mm-hmm. all day. It's like a breath of fresh air just to hear y'all, man. And I honestly, I got a personal question because if it wasn't for brothers and sisters like y'all and I, like, I don't even know honestly where I would be at in my life. So now I'm making that transition because I'm only 25, so my life's not over. So I want to go no. back to college. I'm like all mm-hmm. over the place as far as what I want to do as far as using that as a tool to uplift my community and myself and my family around me. So I'm good with numbers and math. So I was thinking as far as our community, I was asking just based on your opinion and your experience with the environment, do y'all think uh, uh, accounting is economically economically uh, applicable for today or y'all think I should sway with something else? Because I did electricity. I didn't did a lot of things. Dr. Reese, you want to go yeah. and answer that? Or? Sure, sure. Uh, yes, I think accounting is definitely needed. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I have a, a very close friend of mine who is an auditor for the uh, for the city of Baltimore, and they're currently wow. looking for people. And she is a graduate of Morgan State University, and, of course, that's the first place she's looking. So, wow. um, yes, there there's a need every where um and so as it relates to money um as it relates to auditing as it relates to fi- you know financial budgeting financial analysts um those areas are are definitely a need yes thank you so much sister i appreciate it. no problem can I, uh, brother um, and family, could I add, this is Brother Reggie again, could I add uh, a section 
uh, that I wanted to talk about the um, the uh, how can I say the historical black universities and the problem with that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. You, yeah, hey, hey, Doctor, okay. are you still on? Yeah, I'm still here. All okay. right, Doctor Ryan, so, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay. we want to make sure. Okay, go ahead, Brother Reggie. All right, thank you so much. Okay, so one of the problems is is that um, originally with uh, our greats like Booker T. Um, Washington, uh, this is uh, this is coming out of a plan and a strategy for. Uh, you know, to create the universities or to do education so that we could um, create our own industry, our own business, and so that we can somewhat be equal uh, to the European. It was a strategy. We never fought for what the Native Americans have, which is domestic dependent sovereignty and uh, several other things that came out of the, uh, the, the Marshall Trilogy, that the Native Americans have their own land. Our land was... Our land grants was uh, these universities that uh, we are very proud of, and they have helped so many of it, us. But the problem is, is white supremacy. And what, the, the problem with white supremacy is they have a long-term plan, and this was always their long-term plan, that as we become integrated, we would seek to go into the other universities to be more equal, so to try to get into Harvard, Yale, Columbia, the Ivy League schools are pulling lots of our people. But the other problem is is that the intellectuals who graduated from these schools, uh, they also integrated. So they didn't come back, um, not like any of you, right, who have ties. They uh, took the road of integrating for their own uh, quality of life. And then there are organizations like, you know, Sigma Pi Phi, I don't know if you know about them. I'm not going to say too much of them, but uh, they have a different strategy when it comes to uh, black folks. In short, what I want to say is that in order for our historical black universities to survive, we must take over cities um, that are majority black populated. Uh, with, uh, And I'm talking about the intellectual, the black intellectuals must lead this with the grassroots and take over these cities so that we could use the city resources to now um, redistribute redistribute um, uh, city and tax revenues to make sure that these historical black universities are landmarks, I'm using some key points, landmarks, and that they do survive and that they can channel and pipeline uh, uh, monies so that we can pipeline students into these universities. But we don't have a, the problem is that so many of our intellectuals and graduates of these universities actually uh, integrated. And the last part is that there, um, what, we, what we lack of is, you know, really um, black or African radical scholarship to challenge the hegemony of the European. We don't challenge them um, intellectually because we know that for um, they could pull back our degrees. They, they, we know that. Uh, they can embarrass us out of uh, our um, and have our own institutions or where we work fire us. So there's a quietness that we, we – and so that's why I um, – you, you know, I, I talk to my professors, Dr. Leonard Jeffries and, 
and and others and all the ones that he's and I said, can you can we get together and create um, honorary doctorates and until we get to the point of full doctorates of uh, not a doctorate in philosophy but a doctorate in African philosophy, right? Not a not a um, so those are my points. I hope that maybe uh, you know you could you know counter or uh, add to or say why um, why why we should not turn to these black cities that are highly populated like Atlanta, Chicago, and Detroit and seize those cities to help fuel a new renaissance for us. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Well, thank um, you for your comments. Um, I, I think part of the part of the Part of the the issues or the challenges are um, as it relates to highly um, black populated cities um, is that you still have it's the 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 leadership is still not diverse. So um, even though the population in these cities is is predominantly black or African American, but the leadership is not. Right. So that's a big problem. So how do we right. get people of color in these leadership positions? You should and be the leader. That's my point. Mm-hmm. You should you should be the leaders. See, if you have a PhD and if you are and if you do love black people, right? Then it is it is it is people like yourselves, right? That can seize any of the, any of um, the four PhDs that are here have enough. Uh, uh, how can I say uh, wit, enough rigor, enough um, discipline to seize a city, right? Instead of leaving it up to politicians. And I think that any of you can out argue anyone in economics, uh, in city policy, in what our people need. So the issue is, this is my uh, problem. We 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 graduate uh, from these universities workers, and we don't graduate leaders. So we need a we might need a we have to have an overhaul, because when if you're saying to me that the leadership is not di- diverse enough, I'm saying I don't really care about that. I care about I'm speaking to leaders on this phone. May I ask you oh, a question? Brother Reddy, brother Reddy, brother Reddy. So I, 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 I think I, if, if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're, you're saying that um, since we're, since we have a certain level of education, that we're the ones that should be in the forefront of um, standing up for political issues. Is that correct? Oh uh, well, um, white folks do that. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton is not as uh, uh, um, I do not think that Hillary. I think that any of the four of you could beat Hillary Clinton any day in arguments. So yes, that's the the um, the issue is white people do this. White people go to universities for power. We go for prestige and um, quality of life. They go for power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I and you and you make a good point. I, I think that um, 
and and this is and this is my my personal opinion here is that um, the the more that we the more that we educate our people, the greater the pool that we'll have for folks to um, to be in those positions to address those types of issues. For me personally, that's just not my area of interest. Um, but I highly believe the more we educate, the larger the pool of folks that we have. Um, and yes, those things will change. And that's why we had an Amaral Squad show, just for that. Did you connect people with uh, brothers and sisters, uh, doctors such as yourself, to get them um, uh, re-interested in education so that they won't go down a path that I know I went? Um, like, it's just important for us to hear this conversation so we can mm-hmm. be inspired, so we can change what our role models are. Like, your role models should be at home first. And then it shouldn't yeah. be people you see on the damn TV. And then it shouldn't be people that bounce a ball or throw a baseball. It shouldn't be that. It should be those mm-hmm. who have strived to get degrees. It should be those who have done positive things committed to our community should be our role models. So it starts right here. This is where, how to say, the rubber hits the road. So I'm not expecting none of y'all to do that, but, but I'm glad that y'all took time out to come on the show so that people can see that, wait a minute, there are positive people that can actually do this. And by the way, and we need more black professors to teach. And by the way, we need more students because other people are taking advantage of that. What's wrong with us? So I'm glad that y'all just, just didn't sit around and say, well, woe is me. The white man is not going to let me do it. So y'all prove positive that no matter what they do to us, we can stand up and be accountable on our own. So, you know, Brother Ray, I hear what you're saying. Right. But leave and I think that's, leave I think that's one thing that's that's really important and that's really a soft spot for me is the I just want you know kids to know that there's opportunity that you can do this too I mean I came from the eastern shore of Maryland I didn't even know what an engineer was (laughs) and you know I have a doctorate degree in engineering now and a lot of people say that I'm really humble and that if I didn't tell them I had a doctorate degree. They wouldn't know. And that's because I want people to know that I'm just a normal person. I'm just, I'm regular. And I do have a doctorate degree, but guess what? You can get one too, or you can get a degree or you can pursue whatever it is that you want to do too. It's it's an option that you have. So Uh a lot of people that I talk to and, you know, I'm not telling everybody they have to be an engineer, but I want more of us. Uh, so I me do too. push people. Me too. I do push people. There, you know, I do push people. I have one uh, female that, um, well, she hired me to tutor her in calculus. And I was tutoring her. She was paying me $25 an hour to tutor her. And she really needed a lot of help. So I started, instead of the two hours we agreed on a week, I let her, you know, I would tutor her as much as she wanted to. But one week we got up to six hours a week. $25 an hour at six hours. That's a lot of money. So after I left her, we met at Panera Bread. After we left her, I asked her, I said, honey, do you even have a job? And she told me she didn't have a job. I said, well, how can you afford to pay me? And she said she had to pass the class because she failed um, the semester before. So I told her, I said, you know what? If you come to my house and sit at my kitchen table and let me tutor you there, I won't charge you anything. So she, you know, she started coming to my house, and I gave her all the money back that she had paid me because I felt like all she wanted to do was learn calculus. Mm. And pass her class, 
So I told her, I won't charge you. You can come over as much as you want if you take this seriously, if you pass your class, and if you actually do more than just want to pass calculus, if you actually understand that. So, like, you know, if you're trying to learn, I'm not going to charge you because all it's costing me is time. And mm. so I'm still working with her because she still doesn't value her education the way I want her to. She's just still trying to pass, and I'm trying to get her to realize that, you know, you're getting a degree in computer science. I want you to use it. I want you to do something with it. So I'm still working with her, and when I'm done working with her, I'm going to pick up another person. I'm only going to do it one person at a time. So, you know, it might be a small impact, but that one student is no, that's, that's, that's right. I was about to say that's, that's major, Dr. Antoinette. That's major. If I can just add just one other point, I think um, that's also important, because I know uh, I think it was Brother Reggie. I think he was the one that talked about, you know, um, you know kind of commandeering the city and so forth. But, you know, despite that, you know, like I said, you got four engineers on the line, and um, like Dr. Reese mentioned earlier, that you know that's not necessarily our, um, you know, where our efforts are aligned. However, what we are doing is utilizing our talents, and we are collaborating. And to me, that's just as powerful. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is that you know, um, you know, Dr. Reese and I, we're collaborating to you know uh, work on developing a program that will, um, you know, be uh, beneficial to a lot of under underrepresented minorities in, in the STEM field. You know, uh um uh, Dr. Matt and I we're working on a we're working on a program where she's gonna be able to present her ad, her ed anime uh to some of our students uh within the Ryan Institute. So to me it's not necessarily about, you know, trying to take over leadership in a particular city. However, if we could just take our take each of our expertise, collaborate and and, and, and really um serve our communities in a way that's gonna benefit them and benefit as many people as we can, I think that's just as important. Because all we're doing is utilizing what we have and what our passions are, which is in the form of hmm. STEM and education and so forth, and then just using that to collaborate and and help our communities. And hopefully, you never know. Maybe that one student that w- that we're that we're trying to mentor or tutor, that might be that one student that, say, for whatever reason, you know, he's very passionate about you know taking over, um, you know, taking over government or whatever it may be. Um, and to me, that's that's just as important as just either one of us going out there and. You know, you know, being social activists to the full, to the full extent. Where our our social activity is more so helping level that playing field by providing our, our um, you know, our young people with a lot of different resources to let them know mm-hmm. that hey, it is mm-hmm. possible that you can, you know, um, you know, be financially, you know, get yourself on, uh, you know, financially stable to be able to educate yourself to be able to, you know, impact your community. But this is the way, this is the way you want to go about doing it by educating yourself. Um, even that's to the point of getting a terminal degree of, of a PhD. So that's mm. just as important. And I don't want people to think that, you know, if you're not out there picketing or marching and stuff like that, or whatever, <laughs> however you want to, you know, call yourself social activist, whatever it may be, that you're not, that you're not, you know, that you're not contributing to the community because a lot of people are out there just making sure that our students understand, um, you know, and trying to educate our students and helping them understand this is the way or, you know, this is one way that you can, you know, uh, not only better yourself, but also be a, be an added value to your community, and that's what we're trying I, to do. I would like to add. I would like to add. Reggie, Reggie, hold on for a minute, Reggie. Let, let me make this uh, statement. He says STEM, okay? So he's basically talking about science, technology, and engineering, and math, right? And this is exactly mm-hmm. what we promote. As a matter of fact, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math is really authentic African spirituality. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to get into that right now, right? But that's a very, very spiritual thing that y'all are doing. Math, 
right? The language of the universe. Mm-hmm. That's very mm-hmm. deep. And I always say this, right? The revolution will not be televised. You know why? Because mm-hmm. the revolution takes place in the mind. So as long as you get the minds of the young babies, right, they'll grow up to take the cities. It's real easy. If you think you're going to mm-hmm. charge that mm-hmm. machine gun hill, you're out of your mind. It's <laughs> in our mind. The battle is in our mind. And the fact that y'all have achieved certain goals, right, you have stepped over that hurdle that has kept us down, that was in place by the, what they call it, they call it the kidnapping trade. We don't say slaves around here because our ancestors were kidnapped, which is totally illegal, right? So let me get, let me get a mm-hmm. caller in real quick. All right, I don't want to keep y'all forever, but I want to get a few calls in and then let the good doctors go. Can let I say one thing, Unc? No, Reggie, come on, man, let me get a call in. You, I got you. Brother Reggie, six four six. Your line is open. I'm a raw squad up. All right. Well, go ahead, Reggie. I'll get the next caller. Go ahead. I do want to say something about being a political activist and uh, picketing. Um, well, first um, to the esteemed panel, I do um, have a bachelor's degree in engineering uh, from uh, City College of New York in, in, uh, in computer science. So I have done uh, mathematic rigor. However, I will say something about picketing and um, being an activist. Uh, I bet you one thing, when a family member of yours or any, any neighbor of yours or anybody close to yours is killed by the police, wrongfully convicted, wrongfully murdered, you'd be on that picket line. So for me, um, uh, for me, political activism is an extension of our of our survival, and we use the tools that we have to be successful. So I would just like to add, uh, and I know that you are all um, uh, good, good-hearted, and and love your people. Oh, I so I just wanted to say that. <laughs> well, brother Reggie, you can say that if somebody got murdered in someone's family, that they will be in the picket line. No, I wouldn't be in the picket line. You want to know why I wouldn't be in the picket line? You want to know why I wouldn't be in the picket line? Because marching is the most passive form of protest. Me picketing is not going to bring my loved one back. So, no, I wouldn't be in the picket line. And, no, I wouldn't be marching down the city hall and chanting with my black sister there. No, I would not be because it makes no sense. It's passive. That's not activism. Activism isn't going outside marching no, 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 no. and throwing your fist in the air. That is not activism. Activism is going out here and being a game changer, being a mover and a shaker, reaching the young people, reaching the young minds. That is activism. Being in a picket line is not being in a picket line is not activism. It's not. Even Dr. John Henry Clark said it and I have an interview. He said he said marching, I wouldn't march is foolish. He said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody to march. It's foolish. Mm. He said, it's the most Voice passive act of protest. It's, so, no, I wouldn't be in a picking line. So, so brother, mm. Arky, please open up a call, please. Let me get <laughs> three, three on four. Your line is open. I'm a raw squad up. What's going on? What's going on? Piggy Sock. This is Rod Camel, a.k.a. G. Consciousness. What's going on? Rod <laughs> Camel. What's good, Rod Camel? What's, What's going on? Peace, peace. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait. I got some background noise. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That must be the A64 number. All right. 
All right, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Leron. Yeah, I basically, uh, I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't catch the um, the whole, uh, the whole. Um, I never caught the whole uh, entirety show, but I wanted to ask uh, the, the the four people on the line that went to school for engineering. Um, what um, field of engineering did you guys uh, get your doctors in, as well as um, uh, you know, well, Reggie or whatever? I didn't marry you, Mister. They all said that. Why don't you ask better? Why don't you just say tell the truth? Say, say you no. really don't respect that white man's education, because that's what you always say to me. Don't nah, play. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Change your mind. is this? No, 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 hold on. Listen, listen. No, no, no. I never said that. Uh, number one, is, it oh. is an asset. It is an asset. That's, that's oh, you know, okay. so I don't, I never said that. So you know what I'm saying is this I'm is. I'm glad you changed over uh-huh. the years of listening. Appreciate you. No, no, I never, I never. Hold on, listen, Unc. I never, you, I never said that, bro. Like, let's not, let's, let's not do that, man. Like, I'm asking these uh, brothers and sisters, uh, what field, what, what field, um, did you guys, um, um, because what field did you guys uh, ma- uh, major in to get your doctors in, basically? Um, for me, it was electrical engineering. This is okay. Electrical engineering. Yeah, we're all electrical, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. You guys are. Yeah. Okay, so let me, um, I, you know, and this, and this is why I'm asking is because I think the sister who just spoke, I think she said it a little bit clearer earlier. For instance, Dr. Mayat, she said that, um, you know, if you want, for instance, if you want to go to school to be a a uh, 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 um, biologist or whatever, or you you know, uh, you would still have to take uh you would still have to put forth a practitioner or uh, practical or take a class uh, to basically get into that field, even though you are a uh, doctor in the field that you're in. So that's what I was – we meant. Uh, had a discussion about that. For instance, like most people that go to school, the majority of black people that go to school for things right now, uh, as far as um, accountants or whatever, some people go to school to be an accountant, but they don't actually – they're not in that actual field right now. They're actually doing other things. You know, uh, some people go to school to be a, um, let's see, so, so to speak, uh, like my cousin, she's an engineer just as well. I don't know what part of engineering she is, she, she, she's in, but she's not going to school for what she's actually, uh, went to, I mean, she's not she's not working in the field that she actually went to school for. And the reason why I'm saying this is this, and we had this argument about this, is because most of the time uh, a statement was made over the air that I'm not qualified to uh, speak on anything that deals with biology or anything that, that, that deals with uh, uh, chemical biology, right? And um, I told the brother, hold on, I'm not qualified in corporate America, basically, because when you go to school for something, it's due to the fact that it is an asset, but it's also due to corporate America when you're going to school for something. For instance, you like you just said, you're qualified to go to and take your uh documentation or your uh and take it to a or your credentials to take it to a field that you're trying to get a job in, right? Corporate America, right? So we understand it. So I That's not well, why we said you were yeah, you cut off. But you know what that's not why we constantly Yeah, we lost him. He probably lost himself. The reality situation is a person is not qualified when they don't use a method, particularly the scientific method. And, and that's where you lose me. I don't need a degree in none of that. One would be nice to see. But if you just have a methodology, if you understand a scientific methodology, if you try to apply certain methods to, to obtain a certain result over and over and over again, 
I don't have a problem with you at the end of the day. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. LeBron G. Conscious, and his whole thing is, y'all use that white man stuff. That's what he do, but he, he chickened out. Okay, good. Let me get this last call right here. <laughs> Three four seven. your line is open. What's hey, good? What's happening? Hey, what's up, Bob? How you How's going, brother? Hey, man, you know I'd just like is. to commend you once again for having some scholars on the line. I'm really impressed. I might have to make another donation because you have, there what, four engineers? I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I came on the mm-hmm. show late, so there are four engineers, and I can tell you that means they're very intelligent because there's a whole lot of math mm-hmm. and a whole lot of quantitative thinking and critical analysis. So, mm-hmm. you know, big up to the scholars. I don't know who's on the line, but I think they said, I think she says one was like a, is it electrical? Is that what uh-huh. you yeah. And, yeah. 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 So you know, you need to have people like these on your on your panel more often, brother. And it really inspires me because when I'm at school, man, the harder the classes get, the less you see more black people. Let's put it that way. Mm. Well, we got right it tonight, brother. We got it tonight, brother. Yeah, sometimes I'm the only one in class, brother. Let's put it like that. Because mm. you're in Ohio State. You went to the... To the... <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. It's like... um. We, it's not easy, Anki. I mean, it's not easy, but you have to challenge yourself, man. I agree. You can't just in, agree, you can't brother. just enroll in political science, and you know you have to challenge yourself. It's not easy for me, man. It is not easy. I agree. Believe me, man, I have a class that's giving me hell right now, like literally. Uh, <laughs> you know, but you have uh, to challenge uh, yourself, man. And you and to. I I just want to say I applaud you, my brother. And you know, I just want to encourage you to um, to to keep to keep doing it. You know, um, most, most even though it, it's not easy, um, just keep doing it. And the more the more you more you put towards it, um, trust me, the benefits definitely outweigh the struggles that you're going through right now. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I'm, you know, I. I I understand that. It's just that um, I would I, l- I would love because originally I like I'm f- originally I'm from Jamaica, so you know I came here and I I just took advantage of the opportunity. I wish more African Americans would take advantage of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think Let you me, know, hold on real quick, uh, real quick. Let me slide Ish up and hold on one quick. Ish, your line is open. I'm a raw squad up. I'm a raw squad up. Peace, but um, peace to the family. How y'all doing? Peace, brother. Yeah, How you doing, King? I'm doing so. I'm doing very well, Queen. I wanted to definitely um, welcome and, and and thank each of the doctors for coming through, um, for you to take your time and to share your knowledge and information with us. Uh, we're extremely humble, and we definitely wish to thank you um, each for for taking the time. Uh, Dr. Bailey is such a valuable asset to Amarasquad. Um, she raises the standards. Of, of where we strive to, to, to keep that level of, of dedication and, and the importance of education. And for each of you as being doctors, your particular dedication of sacrifice and discipline is something that we all learn from and things that we try to apply in our methodology. So I wanted to, you know, of course, welcome you to always uh, please feel free to come back to Amaral Squad and to our audience. And I wanted to thank each of you and Dr. Bailey also for inviting you all up to the show. Oh, no problem, brother. I had a ball. 
Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure being here. Mm, absolutely. Go ahead. Let me get this last call right here. 803, your line is open. I'm going to squad up. 803, your line is open. Hey, Aunt, can I ask you a question? This is Brother Patan. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you. Uh, you, yeah, you. You almost got cut off, brother. The last yeah, question. I have this, uh, yeah, actually, I don't really have a question, but I was wondering if the two sisters, two sister doctors, would um, share with us, um, the listening audience, um, the, the journey that you are. I heard it uh, feels everybody's from Baltimore. Can you tell us the journey? One sister um, spoke about her childhood and being humble, but going through, matriculating through, I guess, maybe getting your uh, high school diploma, then whether it was uh, associate's degree, master's, and then doctorate. Can you tell us the struggle and just go in? Dr. Mayotte, if you would do the same, and I'll fall back with that. Thanks. All right. Okay. Uh- this is Dr. Beasley. Uh, I grew up on the Eastern Shore. I didn't really know what engineering was, but uh, all through high school, I liked math and I liked science. I knew I was going to college, didn't know what I was going for. And I kind of, you know, I thought to myself, I told my parents, because they were, kept asking me what I was going to do, and I was like, I'm 17 years old. I don't know how to expect 17-year-olds to go to college and pick a major something that's going to dictate the career for the rest of your life when you're only 17 years old. So exactly. I, I actually picked my major pretty late in the game, and I got lucky because I went to a college fair, and somebody from Morgan was there, and they said, if you want to be an engineer, then Morgan State is where you need to go. So I applied to Morgan State University. I applied to a few others. I had people who were coming to my house to give me tests and to interview me for all these other colleges. Um, But I decided to go to Morgan because when I took the visit, that's just where I felt most comfortable. And I went to Morgan, and I did everything I needed to do going through my bachelor's. I, You know, I stayed up all night. You know, I was there with all the, you know, the Baltimore City. You know, they have actual engineering high school. I was very intimidated by that. So, you know, but I made it through. I did very well in my bachelor's, and then, one day I was walking down the hall, and this uh, professor, she asked me, she said, did you get an A in my class? And I said, yeah, I did. She said, well, come talk to me. And then she talked to me about how important it was for me to go get my master's and to get my doctorate. She wanted me to get my doctorate. I was like, I don't know anybody who has a doctorate degree. You know, nobody in my family does. But she, she told me how important it was. So I signed on with her to get my master's. I told her, I can't go straight for my doctorate because I don't know enough about what it takes. Let me get my master's, and then we'll talk about it. And, you know, long story short, I did my master's, I did my doctorate, and and now, you know, I'm doing pretty well. I have a job now that, you know, this guy called me, found a three-year-old resume online, and he called me, and he was trying to hire me. And I told him, I, you know, I went to go meet him, I went to go see what his company does, and I told him flat out, I don't know, I have a clue what it is that you do. You know, I don't understand the physics of your problem. I don't know how I can help you. And he told me, he's like, I want to hire you anyway because, you know, you're probably going to think about this problem a lot differently than I do because you don't know the physics of the problem. So he's like, that's Mm. what I want. He's like, I want your mind. So, you know, it's just Mm. a big thing for me. And I I feel like 
I don't know what else I would be besides engineering. If I didn't have engineering, I have no idea what I would do. There are a lot of Brother, people who degrees and don't work as engineers, but for me, I really don't know what else I would do besides teach, like Dr. Reese. That was deep thinking. Well, you're at 347. Yeah, I'm here, man. I just they inter- interrupted my school of thought, my train of thought. Yeah, like I was saying, my only disappointment is like, you know, being at that school because it's, it's an excellent school. It has all the facilities, you know. Granted, the population of African-Americans is not that great, except for those that play football or do sports. But I wish more of my brothers and sisters would take the more challenging classes, man, you know, because it's. You have to take advantage of the opportunity. And, you know, coming from another country and you see. You see a lot of Asians, Indians. English might mm-hmm, not be the first mm-hmm, language, mm-hmm. and I'm disappointed that I don't see more African Americans in the classroom, man. I'm really, really disappointed at that because I'm telling you, these, you, just like you always say, Uncle Technology, I see the Asians there. Yeah. There, it's pretty much the business school is filled with Chinese, and that's what that's what engineering is the same thing, and they're smart as hell, man. They, I'm yeah, just, they're smart. They, yeah, they work people. hard too, man. Yeah, I'm good. Go ahead, Doctor Beasley. What you gonna say, Doctor Beasley? I was telling them to get behind other people and push them. Like I go to meetings all the time. It could be forty people in the room, and I could be the only black engineer, and I'm usually the only female engineer in the room. There you and that go. That motivates me to yeah. say, "Look, I got to get other people in this room with me." So it means mm-hmm. I got to get somebody going into engineering because I'm tired of being the only one. And it happens to me all the time. I'm in a company of 118 people. I am the only black engineer in this whole entire company out of 118 yeah, people. You see what I mean? The see only black mean? one. But before I leave this company, I'm going to get another black person in there. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on. And, and, and you know what? And if I can add something, I would like to say, and see, this is, this is why, you know, um, these uh, these STEM outreach programs are so important. See, a lot of times, to be honest with you, a lot of kids, they, they they don't even know what the field of engineering or even some of these STEM fields, what they are, um, you know, what, what you know what's included in those fields. That's why they're not really choosing those professions. And so, you know, these STEM outreach programs, they're so important to just kind of plant that seed into our children's mind to let them know that, hey, you know, you could be any type of, um, you know, technical major, mathematic related uh, scientist, whatever you want to do, but you got to plant these seeds early. And not to mention that across across the country, in a lot of our uh, urban cities, you know, you're talking about uh, where science, the science budget is being cut, you know, where, you know, mm-hmm. prior, right. you know, early on, you know, early on you might dissect the frog or okay, whatever it may be, but at least kind of got your mind thinking creatively when it came to science. Now they're cutting that budget right. out. So now a lot of our students, they're not even, they're not even, they're completely oblivious to these STEM fields, so that's why they're not taking on these fields. When uh, that's not what they, that's why they're not studying these majors when they become uh, when they go in, when they're enrolling in college. So we still have to do our part, you know. Still make sure that we're reaching, we're, we're doing outreach, not simply at a high school level, but we got to do it at the middle right. school level. We got to do it at elementary school level. We got to start planting these seeds early on in our in our kids' mind that hey, you know, STEM fields is where it's going to where it's at, primarily because of the way it teaches you how to think critically. Also, there's you know there's a lot of financial gain behind it because you know those are the fields that's going to pay a little bit more money you know so that way you can absolutely you know, financially be you know contributing to your community or contributing to your family and stuff like that so you know our outreach programs are very important and uh, you know the, the four of us that, that have our doctorates in engineering we've been committed to out uh, to reaching back 
to a lot of young folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still have to do more. And, you know, we are encouraging our colleagues and so forth to do to do those same things as well. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Aziz, a lot of times when we go to uh, the quote-unquote, uh, like Ohio States and stuff like that, the Maryland's and stuff, a lot of these white colleges, right, when you get out of college, right, you don't even have a relationship with those people no more. And that's very, 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 very important in colleges. So so a lot of us really need to start pounding into the black colleges, right, because you can have an interrelationship, a, a working relationship, when you get out of college and pull each other up. You know, a lot of times we don't realize that. We, we, we kind of push our nose up on the black colleges, right? You get the same education. The thing is the friendships that you meet is valuable. That's what that's what the European have over us. He develops friendships and when right. one get in the door, they put their foot in it and let the other person in. I used to be one of the ones who used to say, Well, maybe you'll probably get a better education at a white house because, you know, they, they get back to their school, you have a better chance. But I was forgetting about the relationships. See the relationship, uh, uh Doctor M- oh, yeah, I have with these brothers and sisters? This is a very, very, very important relationship they have right here. So much so that the world is listening to them right now based off of their relationship. And so we build relationships and we build character. And building character and building relationships is now a very, very vital thing that we need to give back to the black community. Do you want to uh, finish off with something, uh, Dr. Oya? I just want to thank again Thank Dr. Dante Ryan, Dr. Antoinette Beast, Dr. Michelle Reese for coming on the show, Brother Onk. I mean, we have history. You know, um, Dante and I go back to Polytechnic Institute, Polytechnic. Not Poly. Not Poly. (laughs) Poly, yeah. Dr. Ryan graduated. I got kicked out at the end of my ninth grade year for being a high head, but he went on to graduate, and I went on to uh, Woodlawn High School and graduate, but we, we met up again at uh, Morgan State University, and we walked mm-hmm. across the stage and obtained our, our doctorate of engineering on the same day. Mm-hmm. So we still met again, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I, uh, and, and Antoinette, Dr. Antoinette Beasley, we go back. Antoinette, I think you and I met, I think was, was I, uh, we were in graduate school, I think, when, um, yeah, when I met. Yeah, we were in graduate school, so I, so I was about 22 you know, uh, when I met Antoinette, I'm getting ready to turn 34 in nine days. But uh, I was 22 when I met Antoinette, so yeah, I'll be 35 and th- so that's 13, 35 and I'm sorry, 35 in um, nine days. Thank you. <laughs> but um, so we go back, you know, 13 years. And then Dr. Michelle Reese, she was. When, I'm telling you, brother Unc, when I say this woman was like my, she was my idol and didn't even know it. I mean, I remember being an undergraduate student. And um, she was a graduate student, and she was tight, brother. Aunt. She was tight with her information. She, you know, she. she I remember she was assisting. Uh, we have a professor. We, well, he was a professor. He's assistant dean of the School of Engineering. His name is Dr. Carl White. Uh, he was teaching a class uh, called Material and Materials and Devices. And um, Dr. Reese at the time she was uh, one of his students, and she used to TA the class. She was his teaching teacher's assistant. And um, I remember taking that class, and that's when I met. Um, at the time, she was Michelle Reese, and she was going, you know, pursuing her doctorate. And I remember she was sitting in front of me on May 18, 20, 2003, and she she was the first person to receive first first person to receive. Um, no, Dr. Reese, were you the first person or first woman 
to receive your doctorate of engineering? I'm the first female to receive. The first Dr. female. And, and I remember on that day, Dr. Reese, when I saw you get hooded, I said, I want to be a doctor. You were my inspiration. You wow. are the reason why I pursued my Ph.D. And I wow. could never, I mean, if I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't thank you enough. But you are my inspiration, and you are the reason why I am Dr. Deanna Bailey. I thank you for that. You were my inspiration. And I don't know if I ever shared that with you, but you were. You know, wow. so I just I just thank you, Dr. Reese, for coming on the show. I thank you, uh, Dr. Antoinette Beasley. I thank you, Dr. Dante Ryan. You know, and I appreciate all you, all everything that you guys are doing, everything that you guys are doing in the community. And I know my voice is hoarse because I've been doing a lot of talking, a lot of talking and yelling. But um, but I thank you all, and I just want to say support, 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 support your own. Go to school. It's not a white man's invention. Being educated is not a, a European thing. Go to school and get yours. Come back to your community. Like I said, I got Ed Anime Productions. You can visit edanimeproductions.com to see what Dr. Bailey, Dr. Oyamayat is doing in the community. You have Dr. Dante Ryan. Dante, what is your um, your, your website? It's uh, www.learnwithryan.com. Learnwithryan.com. dot Learn with learn with Ryan dot com. Learn with Ryan dot com. So get yours, and I mean that's that's you know that's what I want to leave the people with. Doctor, I mean, brother, uh, tell the people to get yours. Go and get your degree. Get your degree. Uh, get and go in and inspire. Get your degree. Don't let anybody deter you from getting an advanced degree or getting a degree. Don't listen to that foolishness that it's a product. Now you a product of a of now you a product of Europeans. No, 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 no. Get yours. And another thing, um, brother, on that I did want to address early in the show, you were saying that because you, I hear some, I hear some in the background. What, what is that? Yeah, somebody got muted mic. Yeah, somebody. I can hear a bunch of. But anyway, it was something, um, brother, on that. You, yeah, it was something that you said in the um early in the show. You said that when you have a PhD. You said that um, that doesn't mean that you're the smartest person in the room, right? And, and a lot right, of people yeah. get intimidated. Like, you know, when you when you tell them you have a PhD or you tell them you have a bachelor's or you tell them you have a master's, they automatically think that you think that you're the smartest person in the room. And I just wanted to say that's a personal problem. That's an insecurity. You know what I mean? For you to sit there and say, oh, it's because you have a doctor. Well, that's for insecurity. That's the insecurity, and I just wanted to speak to that, and I thought about that when you said it earlier. Kind of feel like, you know, when you tell people you have a PhD or you tell people, you know, that you have a bachelor of science, that you're smarter than them, and that's not, and that's not what. Hello, what, what is that noise? Hello, let me see. It ain't me because my phone is muted. Did it go away? Yeah. Yeah, that was a four one zero. That was a two five four five. Oh, I think that probably was not the reason. It was a two four five. But um, I say all that to say, I say all that to say that they automatically assume when you say that you have these degrees that you think that you're smarter or brighter than them. You know, people say, "Oh, just because you have a degree, don't mean you're smart." This could be. No, 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 no. It's kind of like a personal problem, bro. Like, I'm not saying that I'm smarter than you because I have an earned doctorate. I'm not saying that at all. So, you know, I just think it's an insecurity and a little hurdle that we got to get over. But uh, other than that, Brother Onk, I think that it was a beautiful show um, Mm -hmm. tonight. I think that it was an awesome show, and I hope that the listeners 
uh, got a lot of information because I feel like, you know, everyone uh, contributed to the conversation. They gave a lot of good information, a lot of great information. So, you know, that's all I wanted to say. I appreciate well, everybody on the line, on the Raw Squad up, Massey Clan, Arrows up, and that's about it. I'll tell you what, I, gotta, I mean, hold, hold, hold on. I just want to finish with this. The first engineers, the first engineers were clearly in Africa, and they left structures to prove it, like the pyramids. You can go a little bit far. You can go to 75,000 years in Africa, Nigeria, mm-hmm. and you'll find structures, right? The first engineers engineered tools, okay, at a million mm-hmm. A three million year tools being assembled, toolless images. These are engineers. The engineering uh, tools for their survival. Okay, so you know this whole crap about the white man's education is a bunch of crap. It's an excuse to escape from the reality that we need to produce more engineers. We need to produce more people qualified for the doctorate programs. We need to produce this, right? And so no longer will the ghetto and the hood be the standard where where you where it's real popular because you come from the hood and made it. It's a bunch of crap. I didn't even come from the hood and got caught up. There's a lot of us that got caught up, right, and never was and never missed a meal. What about all of those children? Who never missed a meal, was raised in two parent households and still got caught up. So enough of that crap. What you want to say, Bungie? Because what you want to say, brother? I'm going to let the young man finish out. Oh, no, I just have a question. Uh, uh, adding on to what you and uh, Brother Reggie said, uh, as far as, like, dealing with the community, you know, one of the things I, I primarily focus on is community development, uplifting the community. So I also want to say thank you all for giving me that advice on that accounting, too, because you all definitely helped me with uh, making my decision. But what I wanted to say, well, my question, rather, is uh, I got a, project that I'm doing on a mission to help Flint with their lead water uh, problem. And I'm trying to push the envelope as much as I can, and I'm getting a lot of uh, progress way more than I envision. So one of the things I wanted to do, like I said, to add on what Ankh said, is, is the relationships, build the relationships from people that don't got the degrees, that boots on the ground, and the people that do got the degrees, that boots on the ground. Because I feel like I, I, I am helping a lot. Like I'm getting American Airlines to donate two cargo planes of water. But I want to fix the problem and not be a band-aid. So it's kind of like a gift and a curse because I feel bad because the problem is still there. So my question is, uh, like I said, it's a personal question. If y'all have the ability to do it, could y'all help reach out to me to find me somebody that may got a degree in maybe uh, chemistry or or, or environmental science, whatever uh, is applicable for the problem, and we help solve this problem? Because it's it's not just Flint. It's Philly. It's it's, uh, 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 New Jersey. Um, St. Louis. So it, it's about the becoming a crisis in the black community. So you tell me what happened to the water? They forgot to put the chemicals in the water coming from the river. Right, they changed the system or what's corroded the pipes. I mean, they know right. what the problem is, man. They just, you know. Hmm. But no, what I was thinking was, can we get some of the people that got the degrees to put the work in, and maybe we all come together and create something to combat that? You see what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. That example. Oh, no, I just be dreaming big. You feel me? <laughs> and that's yeah, you what you're dream, supposed, to. Well, <laughs> you're supposed to do. Right, man, you. You're supposed to dream big. You have to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to start from that. <clears throat> it's really an infrastructure problem, Bungie. Right. 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 So, you know, it's a it city. It is. 
Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sis. No, I was just saying that it is. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. great what he is doing so far, getting that water there. That's a that's a great thing right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, what's no, the name of GoFundMe? What's the name of GoFundMe? Bunchy. What's the name of the GoFundMe, brother? Uh, well, we just called the Flint Dirty Water Project. You can look up my name, a uh, bunch of cut on Facebook, but I'm, I'm going to get the exact um, GoFundMe, and I'll post it on the comments for the link for this uh, show. But you can type in Flint Dirty Water Project, and it'll type, it'll come right up. But that was the only one that was left for me to uh, choose without having the same name as other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is dirty water. We appreciate you, young brother, for even stepping out there like that. But that's... That's infrastructure. That's people, uh, scientists, not doing what they're supposed to do. Not switching right. over based off the fact river water is different from lake water, more corrosive, which actually corrodes the pipes and causes condition. I mean, it's just, you know, it's at the end of the day, negligence. Yeah, that's human error. <laughs> yep. You know, so yep. uh, it wasn't directed at black people because you have white people living in those cities too. So, you know, we do need more. We need more engineers. More qualified right. people work in these positions, man. You know, they might have a more see, close affinity to our people. No, go ahead, brother. No, I just was going to say real quick. I was just going to well, I was wanted to let you finish rocking out. I was saying that's why I was adding on and agreeing to what you and Reggie said. You made a good point when you said it's the infrastructure. You feel me? That's why I was saying, like, we all got a role. You know what I mean? We should all, like, try to play our specific role and, and get in where we fit in. But I ain't want to cut your wisdom. Go ahead, my fault. No, I just, um, you know, I'm going to close out. Um, and I just appreciate our guests coming through. Maybe they slide back through again when they get some time uh, to kind of let us know how their projects are working. working, And uh, we can help each other back and forth just to educate the people and, and have them not be afraid of going to school. A lot of times we live in fear. A lot of times people, where I come from, a lot of people never even left the block. To even, you know, like the, like the doctor said, to even dream that they could even do those things. And so I think the way things are promoted um, on the television, it, it makes it makes our people uh, just be in fear of doctors. Like, we could never say that. But we could be a basketball player and we could be a baseball player, though, right, which is, which is really far. It's hard to become one of the, a baseball player, a professional athlete, right? Trust me. Right, your chances of becoming a baseball player, a basketball player, a football player, right, right, uh, a little or none, little to none, as opposed to reaching out and pushing to get that degree. Well, with that, right, you know, I appreciate everybody coming through. I'm a raw squad up, man, and I'm gonna finish with this song right here. Peace out. Peace. With girls that keep they mad on that duh-uh-oh Ones who can never categorize as her uh oh Might even let her have my son if she acting right That's that shit that we like We don't fuck with them ratchet ties I know ISIS, she is typist for the final call You never catch her off that molly or that alcohol Tanisha poked me on the book, she ain't never phony I catch Monica volunteering at the wild on Stony. Bottles of Moet and Henny, 19 driving.
Gucci, zoo plankton a lot. Had this hood girl, Mika, she was from the town. We went our separate ways, but she used to hold me down. She doing good, when she would, kinda call me now. Cause she got a job, two cars, she a mommy now. Aerospace engineer, on a roll, four degrees. What y'all niggas know about Queens? I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Shorty always by my side. I know I got issues. I left them ratchet hoes alone. Cause I need that real shit I can fall back on. I know 16 women out there that live without food stamps, wigs, and 30 niggas kids. I fuck with girls that keep they mad on that duh uh oh. Ones you can never categorize as her uh oh. Might even let her have my son if she acting right. Right, never wife the ratchet type. I fuck with Aaron, got a bachelor's from MIT. She always lecturing on healthy shit for me to eat. Shout out Renation A, Monet, my cousin Dominique. Study journalism, go expose that Obama creep. I used to woo this Boricua named Felicia. She hooked me up on sneakers, worked at Nike Town. Now she a barista, no Anika, that's my chocolate bar. Used to cheat that reaper, she got cleaner, credit cleaner. Now she co-owning the cleaners. Got my foreign girl Ryan from Ondaman Island. She working, smelting the iron. Send me the knot, we can tie it. Body calls in the riot. Samaya, Mariah, bring it my way. So big, you sleep sideways. engineer, on a roll, four degrees. What y'all niggas know about Queens? I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Shorty always by my side, I know I got issues. I left them ratchet hoes alone. Cause I need that real shit, I can fall back on. I know 16 women out there that live without food stamps, wigs, and 30 niggas kids. Uh.